Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. July 21st, 2020. Is Tenant direct to HBO Max, the battering ram Warner Media needs versus Amazon and Roku? HBO Max launched on May 27th with more of a whisper than a roar, despite being the central focus of Warner Media's long term strategy. Max has not yet had meaningful, new, original content to generate consumer buzz. At the same time, it has a distribution issue, engaged in the first high-profile affiliate fee 2.0 battle with both Roku and Amazon's Fire TV. Given the strategic importance of HBO Max and the precedent it will set as it jockeys for position with its TVOS platform device partners, we believe HBO Max must do something bold. AT&T WarnerMedia now have the opportunity to do something that might have been viewed as reckless pre-pandemic. Shifting Tenant, a $200 million plus budget film from Warner Brothers, directed by Chris Nolan, directly to HBO Max, could be just the power move WarnerMedia needs right now. If WarnerMedia has the guts and financial wherewithal to pivot tenant to HBO Max, we will quickly learn who is king, content or distribution. With the battle now between streaming services, the content, and TV OS platforms, devices, distributors. In our recent War for the Living Room post, we stated, if the pressure on Roku and Amazon Fire TV does not build, as the content on apps such as HBO Max and Peacock ramps, then the underlying strategy of those D2C services is likely flawed in the first place, end quote. Pre-pandemic, Tenant was expected to be a major blockbuster for Warner Brothers, likely generating $700 million to a billion of global box office. The global COVID-19 pandemic has already delayed the film multiple times, with yesterday's news of an indefinite delay. As we stated in our June 1st post, Studios have only two, quote-unquote, good choices for large-budget films. Brackets, mainstream commercial but without blockbuster box office potential, for example, Trolls. End of brackets. Either delay the films into 2021 in hopes of a vaccine or shift to SVOD. The other two less compelling choices are selling the films to third parties, such as Netflix, Amazon, or Apple which some studios are clearly doing, even if it further strengthens Netflix's movie industry power, or push forward with releasing those movies into theaters regardless of the global pandemic. Releasing films into theaters in this environment will undoubtedly lead to massive financial losses, what Viacom's Bob Backish has called lighting negatives on fire. Between a lack of theater screens open and widespread consumer fear of being in movie theaters. Lighting negatives on fire directly impacts talent profit participations, meaning pursuing this strategy could actually accelerate the talent shift towards direct-to-streaming movie platforms led by Netflix, where talent compensation is guaranteed up front. As more research comes out on the aerosol nature of COVID-19, the single worst place to be is an indoor space with mediocre to poor ventilation, such as movie theaters. And when consumers see videos like the one from Cinemark in Texas that we embedded to the right, 
you have to believe that is a deterrent in and of itself. The video shows uh, Mark at a West Plano, Texas theater sanitizing the auditorium seats before each movie with a spray bottle. With major movie exhibition chains overlevered and far too focused on paying out dividends and excessive executive comp in recent years, we doubt the exhibitors can financially survive a lack of content until 2021, let alone summer 2021. Brackets. Theaters will not simply disappear entirely. Their footprint will simply shrink as they restructure in bankruptcy. End of brackets. In turn, the risk of waiting for theaters to reopen and or consumer comfort with theater going is growing by the day. Just look at what is happening in Disney World, where guidelines were altered this past weekend so that you can no longer eat drink while walking to make sure masks stay on when you're around other people. In a theater where the lights are off and patrons are drinking and eating popcorn, how can mask wearing be enforced, even if masks are required by theaters? There simply does not appear to be a way to safely open theaters before a vaccine is widely available. Movie studios need a new distribution strategy and fast. If movie studio executives and talent agents do not believe it is safe to go into their offices until sometime in 2021, how can sending consumers into theaters make sense before then? New section, COVID creates SVOD opportunity to collapse windows. Movie theaters have essentially prevented movie studios from evolving their business model over the past decade, even as consumer behavior has dramatically shifted. Studios have been stuck with legacy sequential release pattern of movies with 75 days between theatrical and digital sale, EST, and six to eight months between theatrical and the release into pay one, HBO, Showtime, Stars, Netflix, Disney+, etc., the COVID-19 pandemic has enabled studios to begin experimenting with Universal releasing Trolls as the direct-to-PVOD title, Paramount shifting SpongeBob from theaters to direct-to-CBS all-access domestically, and to Netflix overseas in 2021, and most recently, Disney making Hamilton a direct-to-Disney Plus title. Note, three weeks later, Hamilton is still number two title on Disney+. Plus. Most potential blockbuster box office films have moved to 2021, if not mid-2021, as even during the pandemic, studios are unwilling to try something new or different with films that cost hundreds of millions to produce market, and that profit potential and have the profit potential in the hundreds of millions. While replicating the Netflix model of direct to SVOD seems obvious from 50,000 feet, remember, moving films to SVOD is an expensive proposition financially. Studios must forego substantial theatrical and home entertainment profits, and they have to renegotiate contracts with talent to buy them out of the participations they would have generated from a theatrical release. So not only do you lower your upfront revenues, but you actually have to pay out cash in advance. Hashtag painful. Far easier to do this on a film that costs sub $100 million like Hamilton that was never expected to generate a billion plus in box office than a film like Tenant or Mulan. But the direct to SVOD shift is even more complicated. If it is simply a test, meaning a one or two off, rather than a permanent strategy shift, it is hard to imagine retaining the SVOD subs that come on from a new Hope profile direct to SVOD film. Hamilton on Disney Plus clearly added value to existing subscribers and brought in new subs, 
But so far, there's nothing else for adults to watch until Mandalorian comes back in Q4. SVOD's success requires a steady stream of fresh content to mitigate churn. Current SVOD pricing, with pre-existing large sub-bases, does not account for layering in expensive, direct-to-SVOD film releases. Disney Plus at $6.99, in turn, not only are studios lowering revenues by foregoing a traditional theatrical release and increasing upfront cash spend to buy out talent participations, they would essentially be giving away expensive-to-produce content in hopes of raising price in the future, which means this needs to be more of a strategy shift than an experiment. Unclear if any major studio is willing to permanently give up on theaters as the first release window. Sounds awesome, right? On the other hand, what options do studios really have? Unless they want to try to wait this out and hope theaters survive. Albeit that sort of creates its own prisoner's dilemma game. Imagine what happens if Warner Brothers decides to wait until mid-2021 with Tenant, but then they wake up and see that Disney shifts its films to direct to Disney+. Theaters are then effectively dead anyway, and waiting was pointless. New section, unique opportunity for HBO Max. For AT&T WarnerMedia, Tenant and Wonder Woman 1984 create a unique opportunity to accelerate the rollout of HBO Max. In the aforementioned War for the Living Room post and our HBO Max-focused Fire TV Roku post, we highlighted the growing battle between tvOS platforms and devices and streaming services. HBO Max has launched quietly with no high-profile original content to build consumer appetite for the service. COVID-19 has complicated things, with much of HBO Max's high-profile original programming delayed. Releasing Tenant and Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max would bring that high-profile content that is exclusive to HBO Max and cannot be found on legacy HBO, and finally create a buzz around the service. If content really still king, it would also give AT&T significant negotiating leverage with Roku and Amazon. Yes, shifting these made-for-big-screen films direct to SVOD, no PVOD window at all, would dramatically lower profits than if they had been released in theaters and would likely require painful write-downs. However, if the goal is to force the HBO Max app onto Roku and Fire TV devices, the highest-profile content Warner Media has are new, big-budget Warner Brothers films with a massive marketing campaign that these first-run movies are only on HBO Max, could tvOS devices really not offer HBO Max? Hard to imagine, especially if HBO Max and its current device partners run aggressive marketing campaigns or even encourage consumers to switch devices. For example, new Apple iPhone launch in the fall comes packaged with an Apple TV and a year of HBO Max. Or... HBO Max promotions tied to the coming relaunch of Android TV OS Chromecasts in September. Beyond the near-term financial pain of moving Tenant and Wonder Woman 1984 to HBO Max, the other three issues to consider are, first, Chris Nolan, currently one of, if not the most important director tied to Warner Brothers. Nolan loves theaters and even wrote an op-ed on the importance of saving theaters in the Washington Post. Convincing him to pivot to SVOD will not be easy and likely goes beyond dollars as the theatrical experience is so ingrained in Nolan's filmmaking. Two, 
lack of HBO Max overseas. HBO Max is not a global brand, and depending on the country, HBO is sometimes crammed down into a larger brand such as Sky Atlantic in the UK. In turn, what works domestically is unlikely to work overseas. Note, if Tenant is released digitally anywhere in the world, it will increase piracy overseas, which creates another problem. State of theaters overseas, number three. Theoretically, Tenant could be released theatrically in Europe, parts of Asia, and Australia, New Zealand. That said, it remains unclear how willing consumers are to go back to movie theaters and whether a studio like Warner Brothers really wants to try it unless they are confident that consumer confidence in theater going has rebounded. Would overseas theatrical releases appease Chris Nolan? Maybe. None of these issues is easy and simple. But if HBO Max is truly the future of Warner Media, and all signs are pointing in that direction, including the hiring of Warner Media CEO Jason Kylar, the time is now for bold, aggressive decision making. Worth remembering that the sooner HBO Max reaches agreements with Amazon and Roku, the sooner it can collapse HBO Max and HBO back into a single HBO brand. AT&T Warner Media are either all in to win an SVOD or they're not. In turn, their decision-making on Tenant and Wonder Woman 1984 will be quite telling.